Hello and welcome to another episode of Green Through. Here today with us, I am pleased to be joined by Zaki Akadji, who happens to be the CEO and founder of an eco-clothing exchange initiative called Swap It Up. Simply put, the aim behind Swap It Up is to provide students from selected secondary schools in the UK with the opportunity to exchange clothes for free, thereby contributing to halting fast fashion while also educating the next wave and generation of consumers. That being said, I think it would be suitable to start with a little introduction regarding your background, Zakia, and it would be interesting to gauge and explore what prompted you to start this amazing initiative of yours. Yeah, sure. So Swap It Up essentially came about from me being in Italy with my family and we saw we were going to these clothing uh, markets and they were all pre-loved clothes and there were only a couple of euros each and so we were kind of just like buying them and I made up my whole new wardrobe from these pre-loved clothes markets um and so I've always really enjoyed kind of finding pre-loved clothes in charity shops in these sorts of markets um and I've also really enjoyed going with like my grandma and my granny to go and find bargains in charity shops but it was specifically when I was on holiday in Italy and the IPCC report came out right. saying that we had years left and that was what sparked and changed my mindset from oh change needs to happen to okay I need to be the one that I need to instigate some sort of change because I can't expect other people to make change if I'm not willing to put in effort myself and so being surrounded by the idea of both needing to make some sort of change but also these pre-loved clothes markets and I was starting to learn more about the environmental impacts of fast fashion at the time and kind of putting two and two together and thinking how can I make pre-loved clothes more accessible to my peers and I was 15 at the time right so I was kind of in this in-between kind of size of you can't it's really difficult to find pre-loved clothes in charity shops as much as I enjoyed going it was difficult to kind of build up a wardrobe from charity shops because everything's targeted to adults or targeted to young like young young children right and so the idea was to come up with a way for teenagers to swap clothes and that it was clothes that we liked and that we were kind of constantly growing out of anyway. So they were in really good condition still because you could only wear them a couple of times before you've grown out of them. And so that's kind of where the idea of a clothing exchange run in schools was born from because as well as it being accessible kind of market in terms of it's young people, there isn't really much out there for young people, but also because it's accessible in terms of you're already going to school, you're already going to be traveling to school. There's no added carbon footprint from any kind of transportation because you're anyway going to school. And so it kind of just, everything started to make sense as to that's how it would work. Right. Um, And the principle of which swapped up, the swaps actually are based on is that you bring in clothes and you exchange them for tokens and for example, a t-shirt's worth like two tokens and a coat's worth like 10 tokens. And then there's another day, so on separate days, so you have the swap drop where you drop in the clothes. Right. And then maybe a week later, 
is the swap shop where you swap your tokens for clothes that are laid out in a classroom or like a conference center in your school right and it's set out like a shop very and interesting you get to pick up the clothes like you would in a shop and you get to then exchange your tokens for the clothes so there's no exchange of money it's just that these tokens that we've printed out which the physical ones that we've got are on like biodegradable business wow. cards printed with vegetable ink so we've kind of just thought the whole thing through right. to make it you, environmentally you, possible. you've looked at it from every single angle and i think it's quite interesting sort of the 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 closed circle um sort of mechanism behind it right and i wanted to ask you is there like a quota that you have to reach in terms of like okay we've uh, we've had i don't know there is x amount of students in this school and you know x amount of these students have been uh, sort of uh, partaking in this initiative and we have x amount of t-shirts or is it more on a um sort of case-by-case -case basis it is generally on a bit of a case-by-case -case basis. It is just of the students in the school bring in their clothes and what those students have brought in, that's what is available. And we generally right. tend to see that there are more clothes left over at the end. Okay. Um, and so one of the things that we've thought from that to encourage people to go and actually get clothes mm -hmm. from the school, because what we notice a lot of is people donating clothes and it's like okay that's great but we ultimately want to encourage people to go and take the pre-loved clothes as Absolutely. well it's not just about donating it's about swapping them so one of the other ideas we're going to hopefully be launching is the idea of behavior based tokens so instead of achievement points that don't really seem to hold any value at the moment that a lot of students will get is that those can actually be exchanged for tokens, which you can then exchange for clothes and to encourage, okay. as well as good behavior in schools, is also to encourage people to actually go and take clothes from the swaps because it isn't the same as charity in the sense where you're donating clothes, it is the premise of a swap. Uh, we don't necessarily have a quota that we want to meet, but we do ask the schools to record as much data as to what types of clothes are getting swapped, what right. year groups are most getting involved, uh, what year groups are the ones most most likely to drop off clothes and which year groups are the most likely to like take them back as well. Sure. Um, and then which kinds of clothes are being brought in and being brought out. So we can kind of assess the data and have a look at it in that way. And then anything that we deem not really saleable. One of the things that we're wanting to do with that is to upcycle the clothes. So whether that's okay. working within the textiles department in the school to upcycle it, or we did work with some LSE students who were making tote bags out of old t-shirts. Right. So we went to them and gave them kind of excess stock that we had. Um, and so we kind of really want to be encouraging that when we start up our swaps again, uh, and potentially also working with university like fashion students to very use very interesting and uh, so essentially what you're trying to tell me is that everything so let's just say every piece of clothing that you can get your hands on is in some sort of way being repurposed and sort of recirculated in some sort of fashion right exactly and even if something doesn't swap in that event so right. something's brought in that time and it's laid out but it's not swapped that time most of the time, the amount of clothes that are brought in, the schools generally can find some storage for it. Okay. And so when they do their event, perhaps next term, they are able to take out those clothes again. So it's not necessarily that it's not 
everything that doesn't go is not of worthy of being <laughs> sold. It's just perhaps the right person hasn't found it um, or what have you. So we generally say if it's usable, then please just keep it in storage and put it out for your next swap. Um, meaning that there's just going to be more and more stock every time. And then looking at potentially when there's loads of schools in sort of a network is them exchanging their stock because right. perhaps another school would sell it a bit better. Of course. Well, I'm in quotation marks. <laughs> no, of course, of course. Let's just say, yeah, retrade it between schools. Um, yeah. I was really intrigued by a point you made because I think it, it, it's sort of, it's very, I wouldn't say romantic, but from that point of view that you do everything within a school, which is, you know, the institution assigned for learning. And there's a lot of um, yeah. education that you're trying to do through the repurposing and recycling of these clothes, right? It's sort of, um, it's, a, it's a great um, combination in terms of what you're trying to achieve and also where you're trying to achieve it. Yeah, exactly. And the idea of it, you're not just learning because you're being told the information but you're actively learning because you're getting involved and you're not just learning about the problem but you're also learning about solution but acting on what that solution is as well there's this platform is the ability to actually take an action and collective small changes will lead to a massive impact overall and that's not to say that we don't <laughs> need systemic uh, systemic change we absolutely do and so we need governmental level change. We need big companies to change. But as individuals, we also have a role to play. Our role individually is less, but collectively it is just as important as those governmental and big company levels because we do have more power than mm -hmm. we necessarily think that we do. Right. And it's not about saying, this group has to do more than this group. It's saying that everyone has a certain amount that they can do. What you can do is potentially more than someone else, but then someone else can do more than you can. Absolutely. And it's about knowing your boundaries and what you can do and just knowing that you have done as much as you can. And so it doesn't, it means that we can't make people feel guilty about not being Absolutely. able to do something because not everything is accessible, not everything is something that everyone can access and can do very easily. But if you are able to do it, then you should try your hardest to be able to do it and to actually make those changes in your lives because the changes that we make as individuals will show governments and big companies that we are serious about wanting this change and it will then become more accessible for those changes to people who previously weren't able to access them. Right. And so it's about kind of playing the game and sort of taking it from there. But the idea of these clothes swaps is about providing a platform on which anyone can take a, any kind of action mm -hmm. uh, or this kind of action. They can take some sort of action because we want it to be as accessible as possible. And we're always finding more ways of making it as accessible as possible. And we know that it's currently not the most accessible but we're always willing and trying to make it more accessible right like the idea right. Of no money having to exchange hands and that you could get tokens from just good behavior means that people who aren't able to bring in clothes to the swaps will still be able to um will still be able to participate in the swaps and still get pre-loved clothes and it, there's no financial like block and there's no like 
gate it's not gate kept in any sense of the word it, it's just something that anyone can kind of get involved in right and um absolutely i couldn't agree more regarding your sort of yours is a call to action in the sense that um you're not pointing any fingers right you're not sort of disincentivizing um anybody or sort of calling for urgency for people to act on things you're providing sort of an initiative where anybody can participate and you know if amongst your group of friends the majority takes part and one is a bit skeptical but you know you can sort of um teach one another right yes exactly and as much as there are definitely we need to have people out there kind of calling other people out and or calling companies out and calling governments out and saying look no you need to change but at the same time as well as having those people that are seen very much i would say in the spotlight of calling for action there's also the action that individuals can take and it's not about what is needed more than the other we need both because ultimately at the end of the day we are all people just some people are have more power in the sense of changing certain systems and they can change the infrastructure on which things can change and so we need to be incentivizing everyone to make the changes that they can essentially. right right which i think it's the constructive way of sort of getting people behind you right in terms of your motive and um, what i wanted to ask you is in terms of support from um, the schools that you've been able to sort of actually i think this is a double layer question what what sort of success in terms of how many schools have you been able to run this um, swapping programs at and also how have the i don't know senior staff within the schools been of um, support and uh, been cooperative for your amazing initiative so the senior staff in the schools that we've been in have been very supportive okay and um, we generally would first of all kind of, I think mainly geography departments have taken it on as a project, but that doesn't mean it's only geography departments. Okay. But then we've had sort of head teachers coming in and looking at the swaps and kind of and heads of years and stuff. And I've known from experience of doing it in the two schools that I've been at, where you do have um, senior leadership staff members coming in and having a look and then also having sit downs with some of them and talking about it and knowing that they have got that support for it. Um, And in terms of how many schools we've got on board, we, before COVID, Mm -hmm. we had 10 signed up to do it. We'd had three who had done active swap. So we'd actually physically run a swap. Right. And then we've had 10, which was a massive achievement, getting it, it, everything signed. Absolutely. And then about two weeks later, I believe, lockdown happened. Oh, and God. so the stocks weren't able to go ahead. Oh, God. Um, and so schools closed. And that was kind of that for the time being. And right. then when schools opened again in September, it, the atmosphere just wasn't quite right to go back in and say, hey, do you want to run a swap? Because no, I agree. Schools I agree. Were really focusing on getting lessons done and we just want to be very respectful of that and so we decided to actually start our creators program uh, which launched in October and we've since got almost a hundred volunteers okay. and, and creators through that so and what's, that, the, what's the aim behind these creators what uh, what can they do and uh, sort of what's their contribution to swapped up 
So essentially the creators program is all about educating young people on different okay. environmental topics, specifically focusing on the role that the fast fashion industry has both socially and environmentally. Okay. Um, but that we do allow to kind of explore other avenues as well around the environmental space. And then to be able to use that newfound knowledge that they have to look at different ways of creatively expressing that information okay. and expressing solutions. The, the whole idea is about creating solutions and kind of showing, yes, here's the problem, but also very much about showing a solution as well. And so that is through any means of writing, so like blog pieces through uh, video graphics videos through right. art pieces whatever it is that the young people want to express themselves and express their newfound knowledge around something to do with the environment through and so we've got a list of i believe 54 creator briefs wow okay congrats those are different those are different documents that are kind of instructions as to how to do something and ideas for them that doesn't mean that they have to stick to those but it's just kind of a way of our creators kind of going oh that's something I'd like to do okay. and giving kind of a starting place and an idea as to oh that's something I'd like to do but also a little bit more information on okay this is how you might go about doing it as well and right so be creative as they want around it but there's also the instructions there if they do need a little bit of help with that creativity okay and so that's what the creators program is about and then we post stuff out on our the things that they create on our social media on our website and then sort of advertise it right so yes so it's so that their newfound knowledge and things that they're educated on will go out and educate other young people right and so it's this whole idea of young people educating other young people essentially right. around environmental topics and obviously on our social media and stuff it's not just young people who are seeing it no um, of course it's it's yeah. it's uh, it's open to the ether right and uh, exactly. which i think Any, i think it's anyone can <laughs> absolutely and i think it's very powerful in terms of what you're trying to do because you you have a huge emphasis on collaboration empowerment and education right which i think is the it's the lasting way of approaching this sort of sensitive um, topics to ultimately alter behaviors in in the long run and um, always on the long run i want to ask you in obviously let's just play a hypothetical scenarios here where yeah. do you see in your mind but well, obviously you run the program in the long term swap it up going do you think you would just stick to exchanging um, clothes or will it be you know will you be try to tackle it, um, any other spheres or of fast consumption in in your mind i see us focusing on fast fashion as like our main thing okay. and it, it potentially could be other strands to it. We are thinking of eventually collaborating with the universities and okay. that in universities it might expand to more than just clothes that because obviously university life uh, you want it to you want to be able to get things quite cheaply. Right um, absolutely. So, pots and pans that you might need cutlery. I'm sure I'm <laughs> going to know all of this in about a year's time when I'm heading off to university. Absolutely. Um, You'll experience just, it firsthand. Exactly. Around exactly what kind of things people need at university. And, you know, you don't have much money at uni. So to be able to swap things 
uh, or to be able to bring in your clothes and swap them for other things that you might need in your accommodation, for, for example, or the other way around, of course. Of course. Um, and so we're thinking of potentially, first of all, expanding it there in universities, seeing how that would work. Um, and I think it's just wait and see what the future holds in terms of, of how far Making it step by step, right? Yeah, exactly. And just going down, seeing if perhaps it's a different avenue of swap it up, but very much so sticking to clothes swaps in schools for now. Right. But universities, we definitely want to open it up to, especially because then we can start to have partnerships between universities and secondary schools to bring the clothes from university students down to secondary school students, specifically in sixth form and year 11, who will be bringing in clothes but there's not necessarily enough choice for them to okay. actually swap clothes for themselves. So to have that kind of feed down in from universities, I think would be quite wow. a nice thing to start it'll, seeing. It will make for quite a remarkable network, no doubt. And I wanted to ask you, since it's quite beautiful that you're running it in London, which is quite the multifaceted and multinational metropolis, right? And have you found in your humble experience that, you know, within the schools, you found your peers and, you know, fellow students bringing in, um, let's just say, clothes that mirror their culture, you know what I mean? And uh, it's, it's quite intriguing from that point of view, right? It's not just the standard clothing that you might find at the Primarks or the H&Ms, right? Yeah, I definitely noticed that you do get more of... Uh, sort of multicultural background of the different kinds of clothes that come in. Uh, generally, I would say we do tend to see quite a bit of fast fashion kind of clothes coming in, but it's fine to be swapping fast fashion clothes because you're giving them a new lease of life. Right. And that's ultimately what we want to be doing. It's just about extending the life of the clothes that we already have. There's plenty of clothes on the planet already. We've got enough clothes <laughs> at the moment already on uh, I believe, uh, don't quote me on the number of years, uh, <laughs> but for a lot of years. No, undoubtedly, to... undoubtedly. But um, I think one of the lasting points before I open uh, up to the questions from the public, but then you think that, I wouldn't say it's, um, it's a, a contradiction, but, you know, with fast fashion, let's just say from the Primarchs of the world, you're dealing with, let's just say, cheaper fabrics that are not necessarily high in quality, right? And, you know, through yeah. the swapping, that you wouldn't, they, wouldn't, they wouldn't be lasting items and lasting elements within your swapping uh, uh, mechanism so maybe you're looking more at a I wouldn't say higher quality but maybe more of a medium quality um, garments from that point of view yeah so one of the things very much so that you alluded to there is around kind of planned obsolescence that's designed into the clothes right uh, which is what makes them so much cheaper and it's what encourages this kind of going back and buying and encourages the cycle of fast it's a, it's a vicious cycle isn't it Exactly. And things are breaking. And so you have to go and get them. But like I said, at the beginning, as young people, we are growing and therefore we're only wearing things a couple of times out of, not out of the choice of, as such of, that we only want to be seen in it a couple of times. And whilst that is driving part of it, okay. um, as well as the idea of just us growing and we grow out of clothes. No, and so they won't wear out as much in the setting of a school's swap compared to perhaps a swap that's for adults because adults are more likely to have worn those clothes over and over and over and over again and then they 
will be brought into the swap and then they're more likely to be of less of a good condition because they have been worn out a little bit. For sure. Um, so I would say generally the school swaps have got, the clothes will be in better condition just out of the fact that we won't be wearing them as much of because course. we're just growing out of them. Right. But you will of course be having uh, students who are bringing in clothes that they've had handed down to them from their older sisters. And so it's kind of gone down the line already but that's already really good to kind of see that you are just reusing clothes but then the idea of having a swap is that you're not just getting pre-loved clothes that are handed down from your siblings but you are also able to explore pre-loved clothes and you still have the option to uh, play around with your own style and express yourself as much as we're also growing we're also constantly evolving in our personalities and how we want to express ourselves right and that is often through our clothing and so to be able to do that through a clothes swap is really important I think and so I think that's what kind of gives it another element is that you can go in and find something and you can really play around with yourself and your style absolutely the more I speak to you the more it's sort of and learn more it sounds like you know you're obviously starting something that is um, starting from like a pure cause right but you're dealing with uh, a demographic that's constantly growing so it's um, you know they're um, you're constantly growing out of the clothes that you already have so from that point of view you have an an endless um, uh, buffer of um, of um, clothes coming in right from that point of view exactly and uh, right, in terms of um, questions from the public, the, the first one goes, how do you, which you've partly uh, answered already, but um, maybe you can go in a little bit more detail is, uh, where do you see Swap It Up going in the long term? Say, obviously this is hypothetical 10 years down the line. And I would also like to add to that, whether you'd see you know, further down the line, potential partnerships, not only with educational institutions, but also with uh, maybe other um, charities uh, local to the schools where you, know, you run your programs. Yeah, of course. So one of the main sort of focus is to get out and be a national and potentially an international program. So running in as many schools as possible, or at least to have the idea of clothes swaps running in as many schools as possible. Right. Um, So one of the ways of which that you were talking about charities and working with schools in that sense one of the things that we do kind of uh, this doesn't quite match the growth side of things but one of the things <laughs> that we do ask in schools is that it's absolutely free for them to take on the swaps but we do right. ask them to once they've done a swap is to potentially fundraise for us or we ask them to fundraise for us whether that's through a bake sale but one of the things we'd really like to see them do is sort of a mufty day where people come in in their own clothes like a dress down day and making the point of those clothes being pre-loved okay and kind of pushing out this message of you can wear pre-loved clothes and the getting students to come in and write down in their form sessions that where their clothes are from the story behind them whether it's from parent whether right, they got okay, it to personalize the, the items right yeah so it's not just a dress down day is a mufty day where you're wearing pre-loved clothes and it's kind of generate this kind of idea but the idea of going into in the future of where do we see it is just schools 
up and down the country doing these swaps and it just becoming part of the culture of schools and that's something that students just really want to do and the right. idea that it is just something that it's owned by students we want it to very much be students that are the ones running it but, and but i wanted to ask you sorry but but don't you think that you know as you grow more in terms of network and potentially even which i wish you all the success in the future and you know, all your future endeavors to you know successfully liaising and touching base with universities don't you think that that sort of will throw off your element of closed circle because you and you'll end up having access to so much more um volume in terms of uh, clothing it will be difficult to sort of repurpose it right you understand what i'm saying whereas if you're dealing with 10 schools it'll be it's easier to contain and to sort of repurpose from that point of view whereas if you have a broader network from a logistical standpoint it will get tougher and tougher right if yes in the sense of doing upcycling where we're taking the clothes or we're mm. working with some sort of partnership that takes the clothes that would become more difficult to work with but if we were working with local groups that do upcycling and put them in touch with the schools in their local area i think that will be much easier to do okay. and we've got a team that is handling that and right. who is being able to look after that and as well as having local groups that do upcycling there's no reason why they can't be upcycling within the school themselves oh for sure for sure the textile department might want to go and take some of the clothes that right. the uh has happened in the leftover stock from swaps essentially and be able to repurpose those in it's definitely a good issue to have right a good problem to have for uh, for yeah. uh, such for such uh, um textile um teams within schools yeah it would definitely be a really good problem i think for a textile team <laughs> and ultimately it's all about the creativity of it right so we just want to encourage people to swap their clothes as much as possible but then also the creative side of it being around what do you do with the leftover stock what do you do with the stuff that people may not want to wear and just thinking what what more can you do with it you don't necessarily even have to turn it into more clothes you could turn it into a pillowcase you could turn right. it into a pencil i understand i understand then to kind of look at it like that. I know that my aunt, for example, took a load of my uncle's jeans okay. that had kind of worn out over the years and turned it into a beanbag. Wow. So a lot that you can do with clothes if right. you just you, on it. You just have to be resourceful. That's that's a very intriguing point. And um, the second and last question, I think it's double layered, um, goes, do you think that websites like Depop and uh, Grailed have uh, an overall positive effect on reducing fast fashion? And do you think that their accessibility compared to older platforms like eBay are making it easier for um, a younger demographic to be involved in and sort of just have a higher voice and power in decreasing fast fashion, in your opinion? Yeah, so the last two I haven't actually heard of before, but right. I have definitely heard of Depop. I've used Depop myself before. Right. Uh, and I would say that from my experience of Depop specifically, that it has definitely had a really good impact on sort of my generation okay. in terms of making it seem accessible, making pre-loved clothing seem accessible to young people. And it's very easy to use. Um, and whilst eBay is still 
up and running. I think people generally would use eBay for non-clothes items now yeah. rather than clothing. Yeah, I wasn't even aware that you could buy clothes on eBay, to be completely honest with you. <laughs> yeah, I know that I have, when I was younger, I definitely bought stuff off of eBay, but Depop is definitely something that I would use now. And I was definitely using it over the lockdown. Um, and one of the other reasons why I was using Depop was actually because we're hopefully going to be launching in September an app for Swap It Up, which is going to hopefully be making the swaps more convenient and right. more COVID friendly right. to be actually like using in schools. And it, instead of having it as termly events, it being a continuous thing. And so it can be something that the school is able to decide how they want to use it. Right. Uh, and the idea of it would be that you upload your clothes on there like you wouldn't depop. Um, and you get your tokens and then you can use those tokens to go and exchange them for other items on the app but you would be when you log in you would log in with your institution code which means you see all the things that are available at your school right and okay so okay you kind of say yes this is something that i want and then the person who has uploaded that thing would get a notification saying can you please bring in this item to school um, tomorrow or Monday. Right, I understand. And then they would bring it in and it would sit there for three days and then you would get a notification on your phone saying it's ready to be picked up. And wow. the three-day period that it's waiting there is just so we can kind of guarantee or be as close to guaranteeing <laughs> that it is COVID safe as possible. Right. Um, and then, of course, just as we would with the normal swaps, we encourage, we make sure people... Uh, will wash their clothes before they're brought in, but then also encouraging people to wash their clothes when they take them home. And you should anyway, by good practice, be washing oh, any clothes when you take them home, um, even if that is from like a shop and it's not secondhand, you should anyway be washing your clothes. But it's just good practice generally. And just from a hygiene point where people are like, oh, definitely. it's definitely, it's not. Sanitizing is key. Everyone to wash it. It's all really good. It's fine. And then, just to be on the safe side, we ask you to wash it as well. Just Absolutely. Because as we tell people that they should wash them, you don't know if they have, so just you should wash them within the home. Absolutely. Um, because and you never know. It's, um, I mean, best of luck. And I think it's very smart through the launch of the app that you're sort of, um, let's just say, keeping up with the times and sort of um, linking it and making it more accessible with COVID as well. So I think that's a great note to end it on. I wanted to thank you for your time, Zaki. It's been amazing. And best of luck so with much. all your future endeavors with the Swap It Up. Thank you so much. And thank you for having me on the podcast. I've really enjoyed it and really enjoyed speaking to you about what we're doing with Swap It Up. Bye. Thank you very much. Best of luck.